yeah, I have rings in my butt, so... Um, yeah, that's it. TB, when you see this kid play like this today, with no one, nobody around him, and he's just not uh, doing that, how do you address that? You have to you you coach him. Change. You but coach you have, him. you have to make you a change, though, don't you? Don't, I mean, I know it's the first half of the season, but still, Nick Foles, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's not the flashy quarterback, but we've seen enough out of Trubisky, I think, at this point, where you might want to go ahead and make this change sooner rather than later. Mitchell, you guys were down 17 points at one point in this game. What do you have to say about the never give up of this team right now? Well, it's definitely that belief. That belief in one another and that belief that we're never out of fight. So. I put it in the spot for uh, Anthony to go make a play. He's like, he tells me all game, just trust him, trust him. And I put it in a spot and he made a phenomenal catch and uh, uh, it, it, it was an amazing play by him. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Coming up on this episode of Zero Doinks, it is our 40th episode ever and the first time the Bears have been undefeated since the existence of Zero Doinks. Thank you to the heroics, the fourth quarter magic of Mitch Trubisky as the Bears win at Detroit in week one. We will talk all about it as well as preview the home opener against the New York Giants. We will dive deep into sports gambling angles on hams and bread, as well as Rick Fieldsman's weekly visit on hams and spreads. We will give you all the fantasy advice on Bears Fantasy Corner, and we will visit New Jersey with a very special Bears fan on Fans and Eggs, plus much, much more. This episode, buckle up, it's going to be red hot! Zerdikes! Zero doinks! Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. It is episode number 40 in our existence, and we are celebrating a huge Bears win over division rival Detroit. That was amazing. That's the first time that the Bears have won week one since 2013. What 
the hell is that all about? Dan Doinks, how are you, buddy? You look like you look undefeated, personally. Oh, I'm still a walking eggplant emoji. Did I say that last time? I still am. That was an awesome win. Thank you, same old Lions, for being shitty. You guys suck. Thank you for that win. Uh, MVP Mitch showed up. That was fun, but I'm doing great. Bears are 1-0. 2013. Are you fucking kidding me? I knew it was a long time, but I would have guessed like three years. That's terrible. It's too long. I mean, I think a big problem is a lot of times the Bears get matched up against the Packers week one, right? So it's thanks for that quick kick to the Johnson emoji. (laughs) Yeah, it's I'll take it. I'll take it. One and all, you, you know, those are games you should win. I was thinking there, we're always uh, we have these games where we're gifted a win and then we give one up. Right. Last year, we were sort of gifted that Broncos win and then we gifted one back probably to the Chargers. Right. Is that when you say that was the candidate? So am I good with getting that one out of the way? The gifted one? Uh, OK, whatever. I'll take it. Rather be one and oh than oh and one and losing to the Lions. So uh, fuck you, Lions. That's right. Ah, fuck you. Well, before we get too into a review of the Bears' incredible comeback, when I wanted to say on behalf of Dan and I, thank you for listening to the previous 39 episodes. The fact that anybody did still blows our mind. The uh, last episode that we had, the Lions preview, it's actually going to end up being one of our, and it's going to be the most popular episode to date, actually. It's already way up there it's crazy so thank you to all of our original listeners thank you to the new people that have jumped on it's clear that we actually do have new listeners that's a little scary again thank you you're welcome and we apologize (laughs) perfectly said yes thank you guys for listening this is a shitload of fun for us and i hope it's fun to listen to and you know what if there's parts you don't like just just skip through it who gives a shit Except for the Hams ads. Whoops, we haven't done that in a while. Sorry, Hams. Yeah, that's right. We are proud members of Anchor. We do have a commercial that was forced upon us to do, and it's forced upon your ears, but we appreciate it. It's a lot of fun being part of the Anchor family. I mean, we have listeners in all 50 states. Uh, can you guess the most popular state of listeners that we have outside of the state of Illinois, Dan? Indiana. That would have been my guess. California. Oh, Cali, bro. I think they all say that out there. The Sunshine State. (laughs) Sorry about your fires. Yeah, that sucks. If you are in harm's way, I hope that you move to Illinois where it is both warm and cold, and we will put you in our nest here in the western suburbs of Chicago if you'd like. What? That makes no sense. Uh, We also have listeners in Ireland, Canada, the UK, Australia, Germany, Norway, France, Sri Lanka, no joke, Mexico, Sweden, and South Africa. That is still hard for me to fathom, but we appreciate each and every one of you. We have not done, like you said, a Ham's Ad uh, tribute to any of these countries, but Maybe Dan will uh, dust off some rust here. Dust off some rust? That's not the expression. They use, uh, is that a WD-40 situation? Not a big rust guy. I don't know. I don't know what you do. You just, buy a, you just buy a new thing. That's a new right. metal product. 
That's right. Well, we, again, thank you. Uh, feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Our ratings are very stale up there, I think, from last September. So feel free. Only if you have nice things to say, because we're very sensitive. Anywho, <laughs> let's get back into the Lions game here. Bears 1-0, like we said. Uh, would you mind if we started on the defensive side of the ball, Dan? That's where I want to start. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So I don't know what you think about the overall performance I graded it a C overall, and that might be generous with some things that were out there. The fourth quarter, obviously, they were clutch, but it was a little alarming that they made Adrian Peterson look like he was 10 years younger than he actually is. What do you think about that, Dan? Uh, Well, I'm not grading. I'm grading you a C, C C-U-N-T, because I thought they were way better than that. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted an excuse to spell out Kunt. Um. Yeah, they were underwhelming, I'd say, in general. I was surprised to hear, oh, hams, grab one. It was, you know, I was surprised to see that Khalil Mack was rated like one of the top three pass rushers of the weekend. Uh, He gets held literally every play, right? Can we agree on that? Yes. The fact that they don't call it is... It's a problem. Everyone's cheating. Stop cheating, everybody. He's really good. We know it, but stop cheating. Um, here's the thing that really bothered me is uh, Danny Trevathan looks very slow, very slow, and I'm not feeling great about that. I think he ended up with quite a few tackles. Like I think he and Roquan were tied for – I think they each had like seven apiece. But, uh, oh, boy, he had a few plays where he looked – Like he was moving in sand. Yes, and he was covering uh, Swift there on that what would have been the game-winning touchdown, which I don't think that was his place necessarily, his fault to be in that position necessarily, but that wouldn't have been, you know, out of the 11 guys on the field, he probably would have been number 11 besides the defensive lineman that that we would want covering a super-fast rookie running back who that, thank God, he had slippery hands. Did you feel bad for him at all dropping no, that pass? No, not one bit. No. Fuck Detroit. Fuck, you know, we deserve some luck in our life. I don't feel bad for any of them. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this. Where did you watch the game? What was your game day experience watching that? I watched it live, which uh, is pretty rare for me with the with the little kids and all that stuff. Usually I have to put the blinders on and try not to be spoiled throughout the day and watch a little later in the day. I watched it live in my basement, unfinished, partially finished. I set up two TVs, one with the Bears game. Of course, that was the priority with the sound, the sultry sounds of Dick Stockton. And I had another TV set up with the Red Zone channel. I watched it with my son, who is four years old, who claims to not be a Bears fan. He claims to be a Packers fan because that's what his mom is. Spoiler alert, if you have not heard that, estrogen and eggs catch it live sometime soon. We don't know. Um, (laughs) But he trolls me. So I said, son, I've got simple rules here. When you're watching the Bears game, do not stand in front of the TV so I can see my eyes are very bad. So sit down. Don't ask me questions unless it's a commercial break. And you don't have to be the best Bears fan in the world today, but you have to root for them if they're on TV. Do you understand? And he said yes, and he bought into it. I think I have him convinced. My parents got him a Bears number five jersey because he's about to be five. I, we're all working it. 
were working it big time. Where'd you watch the game, Dan? My game day experience was was a problem. It was a bit of a problem. I had um, my daughters are playing softball, and since it got delayed, they're jamming all of the softball games on the weekends as much as they can. So we had a doubleheader, which was great. Started at noon. Second game was at two. How do you think that went over? Mm-hmm. So I had I had an agreement with. Uh, a neighbor who agreed that we would turn off our phones and would watch the game together outside on his back porch. Now, you would think that would be uh, easy. It was I was a complete asshole during the softball games because I was worried someone would spoil it for me. So anytime anyone would even look at me, I would just go, don't even start with me. Don't mention the Bears game. I don't know. I'm watching it later. Uh, so I was able to avoid it, but we w- uh, started the game at four, four o'clock. So the game was well over by then. A few other people joined over who all knew the results of the game, and I was I wanted to fist fight all of them just because they knew whether future Dan would be mad or happy, and they nobody spoiled it, but you could tell they were like. Oh, like we could tell something good or bad was going to happen at the end. So it was painful. It was fucking painful to watch. And when Swift dropped that ball, this a guy who was there who was an Eagles fan was just sort of cackling in the back because he was bitching earlier about how shitty the Eagles played. But terrible way to watch the game, Bill. Just awful. Phone off. I felt like a caveman for about four hours. And uh, I wouldn't recommend it to absolutely anyone. So what were you thinking heading into that fourth quarter down 23 to 6? What was running through Dan Doink's mind? Well, my buddy who did the, the, the blackout, the phone blackout with me after the third quarter, he's like, dude, I think I'm just going to turn my phone back on and we'll just skip through the fourth quarter. I was like, no, let's stick through it. Let's just do it and see what happens. And I honestly, I just thought it was going to be a blowout and, you know, we were, I was going to lose all of my bets, including Bears plus 25, and I was ready to just hang up on gambling altogether. So, you know, I, even Hams even and that, bread coming up soon. Hams and bread coming up soon. I didn't know what to think. Even when Swift dropped that ball, like, even up to that moment, I was like, we're going to fucking lose this game. Like, it just felt like it, right? They were just getting closer and closer we're like we're not we're fucking losing this game and that was going to be even worse than just getting your pants pulled down is that what i don't know i don't know what rather than just like might be just okay. getting your ass beat then to come i'll have mitch show up and come all the way back and then to lose in horrible fashion would be way worse so don't do it if you're here's 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 what i have going next week bill this coming sunday I have a triple header of softball oh my God. Oh my games God. at noon, two, and four. What the fuck? Why the person who did the scheduling clearly hates football and by proxy hates America, in my opinion. So I'm not doing it. I'm just gonna watch I'm just gonna watch from my phone at at these softball games. Like that was torture. Yeah, that that sounds horrible. Uh, for many reasons uh (laughs) but congratulations to your daughters on getting some physical activity done during a pandemic thank you 
They uh, they hit really well, by the way. They both ripped a few hits. Big on base percentage players. My 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 daughters, uh, which generally means they're uh, they're waiting for the perfect pitch, Ooh. and not a lot of them show up. So they're very painful games to sit through. A lot of walks. So they sound like a couple of Yasmani Grandals. Very patient. Are they switch hitters? Uh, one's a lefty and one's a righty. So between the two of them, yes. Nice. Well, that's exciting. Um, yeah, that that game was um, it was weird. I, a lot of people are giving Mitch. I guess let's go. Well, let's go to the offense in a sec. But a lot of people are giving the squad overall uh, a lot of shit for the first three quarters. First quarter was actually pretty decent, including the offense. I think people are lumping in the second and third quarter with the first. Not that they were great in the first. Don't get me wrong, but they were they were moving the ball like crazy on the ground uh, but let's talk about one defender first before we get to the offense Jalen Johnson rookie Jalen Johnson that dude looks like he belongs he is huge he had two incredible deflections one to set up Fuller for the interception one on the last play of the game to slap that ball away and slap a victory all up in our face down our shorts and into our urethras <laughs> Jalen Johnson gets my game ball. Who you got? He. <laughs> I can't get past the urethra, urethra, urethra Franklin comment. Uh, he looks awesome, but boy, did he get fucking blown up by Marvin Jones on that. That was definitely like. A, it's fine. Oh, you're playing with big boys now, but he looked great. I mean, I, yeah. I'm super encouraged. By the way. The way he looked out there, he looked. The Peanut Tillman number is shaking yeah. me up, though. I'll be honest. That yeah. that number should be, like, uh, just partially retired. You don't have to all the way retire it, but be like, we need, like, a good 10 years of nobody wearing that number. Because I'm too dumb. I think it's Peanut out there. I'm like, punch it, baby. Punch it. No. You know what? I think you're smarter than that, Dan. I really do. Uh, one more defender that I, I do want to mention as well. James Vodders, huge tackle for loss at a clutch yeah. time. That was awesome. Vodders coming through in the clutch off the edge. Take my Vodders to the prom. Um, we want to talk about Robert Quinn. Are we yes. worried? Are we worried yes. about his situation? Yeah, we don't really understand what it is. He has an ankle, and is he even... In Lake Forest? I'm not sure. It sort of seems like he might be out for a long time. And I saw a very unreliable source say that he might be out the whole year. Did you see that? No. I might be. I might have gotten trolled on Twitter. I'll fully admit that. But he... Are yeah, you breaking news be, right now? No, I don't think so. It's definitely not... <laughs> I saw that. I don't know. I don't know what's real anymore. We could talk about the A-Rob stuff later, but there was just a lot of a lot of bit negative vibes on Twitter today for the Bears. But yeah, before we get to the offense, I, do we want to cover any more with the defense? Are we we good with that? Nah, we're can good. We, okay, can we talk about Dick Stockton? Do you want to talk about him now, or do you want to hold off on that? Let's hold off on him to close okay. out the segment. Okay, let's do that. 
All right, right. so let's do There may be strategic reasons for that. Um, Yeah, let's go. Let's go the offensive side of the ball. Let's get positive again, at least for a quarter of the game, maybe half if you count the first quarter as anything, like I was trying to suggest. The running game was awesome. Do we think, with averaging over five yards a carry overall as a team, Juan Castillo? Did he actually make an impact on the offensive line as a coach? You're a big offensive line guy. Was Harry Hestead just that big of a dick with his smut film watching and participating? <laughs> Is he an asshole? Because everybody was trying to defend him. Like, Olin Krutz like, can't get rid of Harry Hestead. Oh, my God, he wasn't the problem. Might he have been the problem? I wouldn't, it's, I don't know how you couldn't say he was the problem. I mean, they just seem to play so much better and maybe, maybe it's not all on him and Nagy made more of a commitment to the run in general that Jermaine Effedi, he looked awesome. He looked really good. They were uh, uh, in the run game. They were awesome. I mean, that was just, that was, that was refreshing to see. And David Montgomery, I mean, holy cow. Well, how, I'm shocked he even played, and then he looked awesome. I mean, awesome for him. What six? He had 64 yards, but almost five yards of carry, and they had to get away from the run near the end. But holy shit, man! Like he was running with purpose. I think yeah. that's what they say on TV. I, I think so. And we're nothing if not experts that belong on television because we're very handsome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he looked amazing. He He's like Lazarus coming from the dead. And he did, He looked incredible. He With the higher usage rate, he would have had over 100 yards. But Tariq Cohen got a lot of play as well. And he looked good. I got to say, I don't like the usage, if I could be negative for a moment, Nagy in the red zone tends to use Cohen a lot more. He did this last year too a bit where I'm I'm always like, I mean, fuck Montgomery can catch the ball out of the backfield too. I don't, he's he's better. Put him in more. Give Montgomery the ball more, please. Give him the rock. Yeah, he he definitely seems insistent on jamming Tariq Cohen down our throats and he had a few like catch the ball and run right to the sideline moments which if you're a listener of this show, you know, drives us. Maybe I shouldn't speak for you, Bill, but me specifically drives me fucking nuts. Bill, <coughs> I know you're in the same boat. Oh, bless you. Thank you. So it's, uh, yeah, so that, that wasn't great. But speaking of the, the, I mean, the, the passing game, we, do you know how many, uh, how many different receivers got targeted on I don't. Sunday? 11. Holy shit. How awesome is that? Uh, that is sorry, awesome. I got to make a f- I got to make a fantasy football pick here. Uh, here we go. Dan Three, is doing a post-regular okay, season good. pick. I'm back. Okay, so 11 different receivers, and it was spread out pretty well. There was nine to A-Rob, seven to Graham, which that seemed high to me, but he had a – they didn't seem to have much of a connection outside of that uh, touchdown, but six to Miller – uh Mooney and Monty had three and then it was sort of spread out amongst uh Komet Demetrius Harris had one I'm off the top of my head I don't I didn't write down the other ones but I don't know how many whims obviously Cohen I think had a couple but Mm -hmm. um I mean I'm super encouraged that he's finding other receivers and that we have guys that are getting open obviously the tight ends were the talk all during camp I think that showed that they're going to be a big part of this offense, which I'm not unhappy about. So, well, well, but let's 
that's that that throw to Cole Komet, I still don't know where he was throwing that ball. <laughs> that was one of the worst passes I've seen Mitch throw. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah, he didn't give him much of a chance, obviously. It's like he was throwing the ball as hard as he possibly could almost. Like not it was weird. It was totally weird. But it was one of those passes that was so bad that Komet, I think, believed it was for someone else. But there was <laughs> nobody within like ten yards of either anywhere around him it was so bad so Mitch has still got that in him but that third quarter or sorry fourth quarter I mean just let you just you don't want Mitch thinking like just get out just get loose baby and just just pick a spot and just throw it man that's all you got to do with this guy like yeah we've been saying it forever it's like he plays so much better when he's out of the pocket just creating most of the time he's not all he's not always but yeah it's it's incredible and he he did like you said he targeted 11 different dudes he never really seemed to lock into one guy too often did it maybe a time or two with a rob but um there was improvement i suppose overall fourth quarter he was he was awesome i mean there you can't take it away from him he uh he was ridiculous. He earned another start. He led them from behind. Like you can say, Mitch led the way for the offense in the fourth quarter. You cannot take that away from him. It's crazy, but he it's did. It's crazy. Yeah, and that 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 last touchdown to Miller. I mean, that was. I'm not sure. Look, we're 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 not saying Mitch is amazing, but that one throw. I'm not sure many quarterbacks outside of like Mahomes and Rodgers could make that particular throw. And the catch was unbelievable as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just clutch. Yeah. And it was absolutely, it, it was game on the line. And yeah, it, it was, it was incredible. It was, you know, you got the feeling once, once they got on the board touchdown wise that, the Lions are going to start to think about their history a little bit. Like last year, I think they blew, what, <laughs> seven fourth-quarter leads? Yeah. And yeah. it's the same team for the most part. It's the same dumb coach that you thought, all right, just get a little bit of fucking momentum, get the defense. Yeah, they finally got the defense a blow, right? Got them to, to chill the fuck out for a while, get them some rest, and, and they came through in the fourth quarter. But that was, uh, yeah. The offense, I, I'm looking for, and we'll, we'll get into Giants preview in the next segment. But I'm looking forward to seeing if if this is actually something the offense can build on. That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome, but still, like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like consistent and against a better, like a non-Lions team. Then yeah. then then you'll I'm a believer. But um, man. That was awesome. That was an awesome yeah. game. Same old Lions. Thanks for showing up. Same old Lions. Same old Lions. It's it's absolutely incredible. But yeah, like you said, much better feeling to be one and zero versus zero and one. First time we can say that in seven years. So let's let's bring it down. Bring the mood down for a minute. Allen Robinson. A lot of weirdness on Twitter today. I didn't really believe some of it earlier. Where they're like, he took his bear stuff off his Instagram. I was like, well. That's just stupid. Like, come on. And then, yeah, he's he's pissy. They're obviously trying to negotiate an extension. It seems obvious that the Bears aren't offering him what he wants. He's not happy about it. 
There was a rumor earlier that he was demanding a trade as his agent shot that down, but but it's clear that Robinson's unhappy. I hate that the shit's leaking into a the media at all. Like that's that's on Robinson and his agent. That's that's where that's coming from. I would imagine, right? Um, and I just hate that it's leaking into the season, especially after after a dub. I don't. I hate it, but I also want him on the Bears forever. So. Let's try to work this out, guys. Yeah, what do you make of the timing of it? Like, what changed since, like, let's say this time last week? What what developed that he's now bitter? Is it is he not getting enough props for the, the game that just happened? Or is it something specific that... Because, you know, the, this seemed like some of the report... It, it was, I don't know if that was from Biggs. It's like, it's not just about the money it is it's something else but nobody knows what that something else is right yeah i don't i don't know necessarily what it could be like unless he just doesn't want to be here but that wouldn't make sense why would he be pissy about the fact that he's not extended at this point right i don't know i mean i feel like it's a it's a power play clearly by he and his agent to try to make the bears look bad and try to, it's a, you know, to me, it looks like a negotiation ploy. To me, it's encouraging actually that they're talking about a contract. Obviously, like that's the one obvious thing that we can take from this is they are trying to sign him to an extension. It's just not what he wants right now. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. And if that is the case, uh, it, like just get it done behind closed doors. Why, why, why are you? being kind of bitchy about it i'm always pro player on this side i like alan robinson i don't know what the benefit is to making the team look shitty going into week two at this point do okay so maybe i missed something are they actively talking about an extension or is that a, i assume that was a part of the problem is they're just like Fuck yeah you play no play i think i yeah i'd be i'd be surprised if, if he and his agent were acting this way if there was just no communication at all, Nothing. like okay. that, that to me wouldn't make sense. Cause at that point it's like, all right, then maybe I'm just not going to be here next year. Maybe they don't want me. Maybe they're going to franchise me. You okay. know, I'm just going to ride it out. Like to me, mm-hmm. the fact that they're actually, that they're like active, they're actively talking about something in public suggests to me that they are talking to the franchise. They just something don't like so. what they're hearing. Well, here, the thing that jump out to me is, uh, the thing that jump out to me that wasn't English <laughs> is all of the yeah just all of the Twitter support from or the social media support from all of his teammates like pay him pay him pay him it's I like know. I know oh, like makes me feel just, weird yeah and it's I don't know what to make of it it's just a buzzkill this week there's no way he's leaving they're not trading him there's just it's just going to be a distraction he's not not he's like not going to sit out. I mean, right. you can't do that either. No. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I guess we just need to see it play out. I just, yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't know what, I don't know what changed. Like, I, and I don't think we'll ever know, but right. it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's annoying. Come on, A-Rob. A- I love right. you. And, then, and come on, Bears. Like, yeah. I'm more on on A-Rob's side. You should be paid. You should yes. be fucking paid. So yes. do what you need to do, bro. I don't know why I just threw a bro out there. Do what you need to do, my man, and just <laughs> get paid, get out on the field, let's win some games, MVP Mitch is back, <laughs> let's right. do it. Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. I think, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I do not 
want to be misconstrued here. I think he deserves all the money in the world. He's the best wide receiver we've had in a long time. My only complaint is that it's happening during the season. This is why they try to do extensions prior to the prior to seasons happening. That's been that you know Pace deserves to get shit on for a lot of things, but he's he's actually pretty good at this. Whether it's white hair, uh, a couple defenders that I'm blanking on, but he's um, Eddie Gold Eddie Goldman. Um, yep. He. There's nothing like the franchise has rewarded players before before their contract is out. Robinson's clearly the guy that they want that to happen to again. They're just obviously not on the same page at this point. So my only annoyance is it wasn't taken care of in the preseason and that it is entering the season. It's just a no. I'm being annoyed and annoying. I, I'm annoying myself right now, Dan. I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree with absolutely all of that. Let's just get it done, guys. I don't know why, why we, yeah, just do it. Just do it, yeah. Pace. Quit being a bitch. Yeah. yeah, quit being a bitch, Pace. Let's open up the wallet. All right, you want to talk a little bit about Dick Stockton to close out the uh, the segment. What would you think of Dick, he, so to speak? He was, he was terrible. Well, who did he uh, – he had a really bad one that I thought of you immediately. Um, Montgomery that had a handoff, and he called him Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a very clear, yes. like, fuck up. Yes. Um. He also did a great job of shitting on the Lions, like with right on their last drive, thirty seconds, and basically was like, "Lions gonna Lions." That's not what he said, <laughs> but do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It was yes. It was like right at the end of the game. No, he was awful, I, and I didn't realize this until I heard on the radio that he wasn't supposed to do the game. It was supposed to be Kenny Albert, right? It's supposed they to be wouldn't. Kenny Albert. Yep, yep. So it was a last minute. So obviously. I'll make a suggestion right now to you, Dan. You need to follow at Zero Doinks on Twitter because we had the breaking <laughs> Dick Stockton news that there's going to be an ill-prepared Dickie Stocks entering Ford Field on Sunday. That was the best news. That I think it came out either Friday or Saturday. All of a sudden, Dick Stockton coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> what a gift. What a gift indeed. Jonathan Vilma was the color guy who was pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought he was fine. Yeah, um, he gave the game balls to Detroit with like five minutes to go. That really oh, pissed off Coach Cuse and uh, and others and text feeds we've been on where they've been just awesome. ripping on that decision. It's so great. I love it. That's so great. Uh, no, Stockton sucks, but he's it's fun. I think it's fun to have him. I'm not even mad about it. But uh, you had previously seen him after class, which was amazing. I love that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I actually, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. He's <laughs> he's a treat. He's an American classic. He will take us out of this segment. Some of his highlights and lowlights from Sunday's game at Ford Field. You will enjoy his words in a moment, loyal Zeradunks listeners. Thank you, Dan, for reviewing Bears Lions. Bears one and zero. One of the best comebacks they've ever had. Things are amazing. Food tastes better. Drink tastes better. COVID's gone. The Bears are going 16-0, and baby. Let's do it. MVP Mitch, have my baby. It was Bingo who came over from the Texas, Texas uh, Houston team. And Danny Amendola with a clutch catch making the play and saying clutch clutch is a cliche <laughs> uh, i feel you adrian it's okay though you got a defense that's gonna hold up for you don't worry 
Well, it wasn't a double doink. It was just a doink. A doink. Field goal won't get it done. 11 seconds to go. Stafford downfield and his pass is dropped by Swift. He was in the end zone. The rookie linebacker or the rookie running back, DeAndre Swift. And the play of the first half is brought to you now this from Lowe's. Looking at the... Uh, Look on Jimmy Collins' face. It better not be against Detroit. <laughs> you wouldn't think so. So it was Jimmy Collins Sr. And let's see if he ran into the official and made contact. He did. It's time to go do something else with your life. Get off my TV. But before you do, Dick Stockton, see me after class. Jay, you are the resident Giants fan. Big Ben outrushed Saquon Barkley. Saquon had six rushing yards. I, I thought Daniel Jones missed, uh, he missed somebody wide open in the end zone. We missed an opportunity. I know we lost, but I, I think that it, look, we were playing against a Steelers team who had an incredible defense. Our O-line has issues, and ultimately it came down to Danny Dimes making plays. I mean, what, he had that 19-play drive down, and then he threw a, a turnover. He threw an interception again. Welcome back. Zero doinks. Bears welcoming the New York Giants for the second straight year into their homes, into their lair at Soldier Field. The home slate of the schedule starts this Sunday at noon. Dan Doinks, as he did last year, is going to tell us all about the opponent's history and a lot of other things. Dan, take it away, buddy. Yeah, I feel like um, I am I hope I'm not repeating myself if you're a loyal listener. There's some of this may be a little repetitive, but let's fucking do it. Where do you want to start? We want to start with uh, the, the staff, the giant staff here. Ooh, I always love starting with the giant staff. Oh, a giant staff. Uh, and I just drafted the Vikings um, defense. For my fantasy league so thank you for being patient there while i did that thank you so much all right let's do the giant staff uh head coach joe judge do you know this asshole at all only that he was on belichick staff but i don't okay. know anything okay, beyond good. that yeah yep first year as the giants head coach he was with the patriots from 2012 to 2015 he was the special teams coordinator like he has no he didn't really hold a like significant position special teams doesn't count right grow up um he's 38 years old i feel like a guy with a name joe judge he was like born in his 50s honestly i thought he was old but nope 38 younger than us good for him uh the only other note of him is when uh remember when mcdaniels was lined up to go to the colts and then he reversed that shit and said well I guess Joe Judge was lined up to go with him like he was out the door as well and then he came following back oh Josh let me come back to New England I'm sorry I'm coming back with you so clearly he's a follower not a leader so he's a trash coach so the Giants you fucked up all right offensive coordinator for the Giants one uh, an old friend of ours Jason Garrett he's terrible uh do you remember his wife's name by chance Tanya Brill. It's Brill. Does that ring a bell? Yes, it does now. Okay. Brill. Yep. Uh, I learned that his dad, Jason Garrett's dad, didn't write down his name, so I'm going to say it's Jerry Garrett. Uh, His dad was a coach for the Giants from 1970 to 1973, so that's fun. Made up. 
another thing on Wikipedia here. Um, in the early years section of Wikipedia, it mentions like where he went to high school in Ohio. You know, that's typical. But there's one line that says Garrett attended kindergarten through second grade at Holy Cross School in Rumson, New Jersey. That's it. Who added that and why? <laughs> Stupid. Kindergarten through second grade. Who the fuck cares? Why is it on his Wikipedia page? Brill added S- that. Brill. You know what? Brill definitely added that. Come on, Brill. That's a very Brill thing to say. I feel like it's an insult. That's so Brill of you. Uh, okay. Uh, the def- defensive coordinator is a gentleman named Patrick Graham. He was born in Des Plaines, Illinois. If you heard of that, Rivers Casino in Des Plaines. Yes. Your, great your bathrooms. Webs- great bathrooms. Great for dumps. Terrible sports book online. Um, hold on. I got another pick. Nah, fuck it. I'll just let it auto pick for me. Okay. So. Patrick Graham, uh, he grew up in Connecticut, went to Yale. He was also with the Patriots from 2009 to 2015. He was more, most recently, he was a defensive coordinator with the Dolphins last year. So he's obviously not very good either. So we're, we're in good shape this, this week, Bill. Uh, another thing that tipped me off to that is their tight ends coach is Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Brown's wow. head coach went from a head coach position to tight ends with the Giants. Oh, boy. Did you know that Freddie Kitchens played at Alabama? No. Yeah, he was a quarterback from what? 93 to 98, threw for 4,600 yards and 30 what? touchdowns. All <laughs> right. He's a fat piece of shit. Yeah. No, it was that. Freddie Kitchens. Did you get that on Wikipedia? Yeah, I did. I did. Mm. But I. it was very specific, so I feel like... That has to be right. Uh, his wife's name is Ginger. How do you feel about that? Hate it. Also hate it. Um, <sighs> Yahoo is just yelling at me for not making my pick, so I apologize. Uh, okay, I sorry if you heard that. Uh, offensive line coach Mark Colombo apparently what? followed Jason Garrett from Dallas because he was there for a handful of years as their O-line coach. Um yeah, really nothing else to say about that. His skinny legs. Yeah. Yeah. And I was shocked. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about his band. Shit. Yeah. What was the name of it? Ah, oh, damn it. I think it was borderline racist sounding. I'm gonna look it no, up. No, it was like it was like a something you it was something you would see in a movie. They just made up like a terrible heavy metal name. Um I'm, I'll all right, look I'll, it up. Don't all worry. right, I'll move on. Um, ben Wilkerson is an assistant O-line coach. He was a Bears assistant O-line coach from 2015 to 2017. Um, senior offensive assistant Derek Dooley. Remember him? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Ten, <laughs> he was a ten, University of Tennessee head coach from 2010 to 2012. That, was, that, was that after Kiffin or was that pre-Kiffin? You got a Columbo Columbo band name? Okay. I do. Uh, His band name, you're definitely going to remember this. (laughs) Black Muff. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Terrible. Kind of racist. I wasn't totally wrong. You were not wrong. Oh, Mark Columbo, you suck. 
Um, Derek Dooley uh, was a lawyer before coaching. How about that? Stupid. Nerd. Uh, the outside linebacker coach for the Giants, Brett Bielema. What? Yep. Yep. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. This staff is the Isn't worst. Isn't it unbelievable? This <laughs> is, is a good one. He was uh, obviously head coach at Wisconsin from 06 to 2012. Arkansas head coach 2013-2017. I did not know this, but Wikipedia s- has said, according to Brett, he was in his last game at Arkansas. He was fired as he was coming off of the field for his last game. Awesome. How awesome is that? That's like shit we say all the time that someone should be cut or fired before they get to the locker room. It sounds like that's what happened with him. I love it. Love every second of it. All right. Hot wife, too, right? Bielema, didn't he have like a good looking wife? Kind of surprising. Just. When I hear his name, I think of that shirtless picture that was around Twitter of him where he looked like he had three bowling balls in his stomach. Yep, yep. Good call. (laughs) I know exactly which picture you're talking about. I think it was at Vegas, like a Vegas pool party. Um, Okay, uh, there was a guy, assistant special teams coach Tom Quinn. If anyone wants to look on the Giants official website, uh, he definitely looks like he just finished crying, real red eyes, and the and it looks like a mug shot. Like he just got scooped up for a DUI, and they just threw him in as a special teams coach assistant. Yeah, give that a look if you've got absolutely nothing to do with your life. There's um, there's a guy who's listed as an assistant coach, but his position special projects and situations. Do you know what that means? I don't. Well, his name is Amos Jones, and he's been a coach for 40 years. And really the only note that they had in his bio is that he shares the same birthday as Joe Judge. I mean, just so stupid. Right. Yeah. Special projects and situations. As like a he's like a like on the football coaching staff. That sounds like a front office thing. Yeah, that's weird. Giants don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, GM Dave Gettleman. I don't know much about him, but I feel like people hate him. Like he gets a lot of shit. Wasn't most of the heat he took for taking Barkley over Darnold and Daniel Jones so high. I think that's part of it. But who who should he have taken instead of Daniel Jones? I don't know. I think this people thought, oh, he was mocked to be in like the twenties or maybe early second round and. That didn't happen, so I don't okay. know. Okay. All I'm right. An well, all right. Well, that's all I got for the coaching staff. Kind of an electric staff there. There's a yeah, little, little juice it. in there. Yep. The roster has no Illini players, but there's three Gophers. What? Only one active. Now, do, I, there's two mm-hmm. on the practice squad. Uh, the There's a rookie linebacker who got drafted, Carter Coughlin from the Gophers. Pretty, pretty decent player. I think he was drafted like fifth round, something like that. On the practice squad is a punter, Ryan Santoso. He was like a big fat kid coming in. He was like a really highly recruited kicker for the Gophers, (laughs) but he was like massive. He was like tall and big fat guy, and he got skinny. Somehow he's still on the practice squad as a punter. Why are they carrying punters and kickers on practice squads? It's got to be a What am I missing? It's It's got to be. 
Yeah. It's got to be. And then another rookie go for Chris Williamson, rookie cornerback, another late drafted guy. Uh, I don't know. Got nothing else to say about him. But that's it for that. Uh, Bears, Giants, all time. Oop, have another fantasy pick. Going to let the. just let the robot do that for me again. Uh, why don't you know? Why don't I just click off that tab so I don't hear that anymore? Sorry, everyone. Bears, Giants, all time. Bears are thirty-four, twenty-four, and two. Yes. Um, last ten are split five and five. Bears against Giants. Last year we won nineteen fourteen. Week twelve, Bears were five and six following that game. I don't even really remember how we were feeling at that moment. Was that one of those where we're like, eh, yeah, we yeah. might suck. We're, we're a little bit checked out, I think, overall as a fan base. Okay, okay, yeah. So Mitch went 21 of 36, 278, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, not great, but, you know, I don't know how you're feeling about this week. I didn't watch any of the Giants game last night, but I did see that Barkley had six rushing yards, which – is probably not a good sign for the Giants. How are you feeling about them this week? Well, I'll, I'll dip into uh, a little bit deeper in hams and bread. But, yeah, I watched a lot of the Giants game on Monday Night Football. Uh, they were a little bit better than I was expecting overall. Their offensive line looks horrid. Really? Let's eat. <laughs> Give me some of those Arlington sausages. Whoops, you maybe haven't heard that yet. That's true. Maybe hard to say. Um, no, I yeah. We'll 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 put our picks in here in the next segment. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I, I uh, overall the Giants don't scare me at all. They scare me maybe a little bit more than the Lions, but nah, they stink. Just got to yeah. stop the run. Just got to stop the run. Stop we'll be good. The run. Yeah, I. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we may feel an early lean here if you're listening closely between the lines, Zero Doinks listeners. But <laughs> let's get a little bit more in-depth in Hams and Bread coming up next. Dan, thank you for all of your hard work. As always, it is carried into Season 2 to get us prepped, pumped, and wet for Week 2 against New York. Go easy on Dave Gettleman. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero dykes! Yes. Yes. Zero dykes! Yes. Go! Zero dykes! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Here we go! Hams e bread. Wait, that was a different segment, right? Ham, did I just do the hams and Ted lead in? Whoops, sorry. 
This is the segment before the segment that's inside of a segment. Hams and bread. Hams e bread. How do you say bread in Spanish? Pan. Pan. Okay, good. Bill, we like making monies. Rick makes us monies. What do you like? What do you got for us this week, Bill? You got a line for well, the Bears game? I got it, but I want to see if you've got it. How about that thank for a you. line, Dan? Th- thank you, Hams. Yes, very refreshing. Thank you for sponsoring this and every other segment, Hams. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about Rick a little bit. So, Tally Site, we mentioned our partnership, our new partnership with Tally Site last episode. We made a lot of hot picks, both Dan, myself, and Rick Fieldsman. We're all part of the organization Zero Doinks, right? And you can look at all of our choices. May they be wonderful or bad in my case. But Rick, unbelievable. Don't know if you saw it on social media. He is leading everybody on Tally site from his week one NFL picks. He's number one out of like 2,000 experts. <laughs> It's the greatest thing ever. Make that bread, Rick. Make that pawn. Put the pawn in the stove, buddy. Oh, man. So anyway, Rick went last week. He went. Uh, I've got this written down somewhere. Where'd it go? Hold on, Rick. How'd you do? He went 12 and 4. He's leading all of the experts. Dan went 10 and 6. I went 7 and 9. So that was no good. But Rick, Rick's the story here, isn't he, Dan? Rick killed it on Tally site. Rick killed it. I'm so proud of him. He's he's the man. I don't know what else to say. He has no thumbs, but he's. I give him two thumbs up for his gambling insight. He's incredible. We'll hear from his mouth to God's ears here in a minute, his top three picks of the week. But... Last I saw, Bears minus five and a half at home, I believe, against the Giants. I don't know if that's still accurate, Dan, if they are five and a half point favorites or not. But I'll tell you what, no matter what the line is, I'm picking the Bears. I'm picking the Bears. I'm picking the five and a half was last I saw. I'm picking the money line. I don't know what the over-under is, but I'm riding the Bears because they're going 16-0. This is just step two. Dan, is it 5.5? It's 5.5. Over-under is 42.5. I'll save you the trip down Google Lane there. Uh, I'm also going to take the Bears 5.5. I just don't believe that the Giants can come into a very silent soldier field and do anything. They're going to stop the run. Robert Quinn be nice if he came back, but I feel like that defense is going to click even more. Uh, Jalen Johnson now has got, got uh, he's wet the beak a bit for his NFL career. The defense is going to be sweet. We're going to be able to run the ball. I hope. How did that giants defense look last night? Were you impressed at all? No, okay. they have they have big names, but they looked bad, especially against the run. They uh, Steelers backup running back and blanking on his name ran all day on their ass. James Conner got hurt early. Okay, so I feel even better about giving the five and a half points. Um, yeah, Bears. 
five and a half. Bears, bears, bears. bears. Hammer it, hammer it, hammer well, it. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and I neglected to say during uh, the review of the Lions game that the Bears, so they scored 27 points in week one. Do you know how many times they did that in 2019 if they scored 27 or more? What's your guess, Dan? I have no idea. <laughs> they only did that twice last year. Really? They scored 31 against Dallas in week 14. Yeah. And they scored 31 against Washington in week 3, but seven of those were haha Quentin Dix running okay. it back to so the offense scored 24. So really the offense only did it once last year. We're already even with last year. So <laughs> that's a little bit of what you might call a sharp angle. Bears offense is hot. It's hot, 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 hot. I love it. I love the Bears this week. That's my click to pick. Nice. Do you love the latest app, the latest virtual sports book that hit the state of Illinois? Points bet? Is it points bet or is it point bets? I'm not sure. Dan, what are your early thoughts on this new company? <laughs> it's points bet. And I am all the way out on them. They are dog shit. I will go to Rivers before I'll go back to points bet. They had these this promo for if you deposit $20 or more, they're going to give you $100 in credit. Well, apparently you have to suck and fuck PD points bet to get that credit. And they have a terrible customer service. You got to wait in their chat room. And they just fuck around, and then they're just like, oh, we're sorry, we're, you're busy. Uh. And then if you, you like, time out, and then you're like, oh, sorry, you just jumped back 10 spots. So I didn't like the site in general. There's, It's confusing. It seems like there's, it's better suited for, like, gambling with, like, daily fantasy stuff. Did you, did you catch that? There's, like options where you can bet on like different levels of like statistics so you can like pony up so much money and they'll like pay you out on like i don't know like yardage or something along those lines for a quarterback and no just stop it that's too much how big of a nerd do you have to fucking be to get on points bet and be like Boo, i want a quarter every yard that mitch fumbles the ball on fourth down blah, 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 blah. no grow up do a real bet you assholes points bet you suck uh you know what was you know what actually worked great i did uh win some monies through them and their withdrawal process was pretty easy and i got my money in like an hour so that was great you'll never get any more of it points bet you lost a customer go fuck yourself you have any thoughts Heart yeah, it's hard to argue with any of that logic. Rick is going to give uh, his opinion here in a minute on hams and spreads the segment within a segment, the meaty middle of our sausage sandwich. Um, my experience was similar. I got I was number two in the queue, and all of a sudden I was number twenty eight. Uh, but it was it made no sense. But they redeemed themselves a little bit in that customer service chat with a gentleman named Todd. So I do want to give Todd a shout out. He was awesome. He was funny. He enjoyed the warm compliments that I was trying to dip all over him. That makes no sense. Dip him in, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so Todd, if you're listening, I told you to listen during this segment. 
I apologize for my partner here, Dan, for all of the points bet crap that he just gave you. The site needs some work. I actually tried to log in a lot, and they, they're going to give me that uh, that text code. It it came two hours later. I can't. Yep. I'm timed out, guys. I want to see if I have any monies in the account. I can't remember what bets I placed. I don't remember how much I deposited there. It turned out not to be too much. I need to pull out those monies. Get the fuck out of there. Unless, Todd, unless you can change my mind. Tweet us at Todd and change our mind. Let's kick it to Rick here on hams and spreads for a few more thoughts on points bet as well as his three hot, hot picks. He's eight and four, baby, on the year. Rick, what you got? Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ricky Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman's my dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. Okay, we are back, doinkers. What a solid weekend. Mr. 2-1 coming through again. That makes eight wins, four losses, printing monies. Everybody's getting rich. You keep coming back for more. I'm like a Cinnabon, and you're at an airport. Wear your mask. Let's go to the first pick this week. Hams and spreads. Pick one. All right. For our first pick... We are going to the Broncos versus the Steelers. Vic Fangio, some people call him Nick Fangio, he is a terrible coach. He is miserable. He has no clue what he's doing. He is plus seven and a half against the Steelers. Steelers, Big Ben looks good. And the Steelers are going to manhandle the Broncos. This one's at noon. It's on Sunday. And we are going Steelers. They're going to give seven and a half points. I'd gladly give double that. Because they are going to take care of the Broncos, who are absolutely miserable this year and will not win a game. Let's go to the next pick. Hams and spreads. Pick two. (coughs) (coughs) All right, we are back. We have... The Jaguars versus the Titans. If there's a team that's worse than the Broncos, which there's not, but 31st team in the league are the Titans. Will you believe this? They are favorites against the Jaguars at minus nine. Are you crazy? The Jaguars are looking good this year. They are a playoff contender team. They are plus nine Oh, take the points, Jaguars. You know what? Throw a little money line on them. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to come come yell at you for that. You're not bad for doing that. You're good for doing that. But what I'm going to recommend is that you take those Jaguars, you take those points, and you go 2-0 going into our last pick. Let's see who we got. Hands and spreads. Pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. Printing Money's Pick of the Week is brought to you by PointsBet.com. 
If you thought Bet Rivers was bad, just ask my good friends Sublime. I don't bet on Nick Fangio. He doesn't understand football. I had some extra dollars, so I'm points bet. I deposited all my promos. Were it working? So I chatted with them online. I started the queue at 30 an hour later. Sublime. Pointsbet.com. I think I'll lose my money elsewhere. All right, for our last pick, we are going to the U.S. Open Golf Tournament. This year, the U.S. Open is being played in the United States of America. That just happens to be Dusty Johnson's hometown. He knows the course just like he knows the Gretzky's, and he's ready for it. He is plus 100 to finish in the top 10. All Dusty knows what to do is finish in the top 10. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take your funds and you're going to put it on Dusty Johnson to win in the top 10. Spoiler alert, I already put money on him to win at plus 850, but that's okay. Your choice. Parlay those two if you can. Whoops, they don't want you to do that. Just go top 10 and that's how we're going to finish it. I hope you have a good one, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. And as always... Have a good one at the windows! And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Wow, Dan. Can you believe Rick's angles this week? He seemed really unprepared this week. I don't I'm still going to take all of his picks and jam them into a parlay, but uh this feels like a week he might not hit 2 and 1 if I'm being honest with you. Mm. Well, do you think he's going to lead tally site at the very least after this week? He, or do you think he's going to feel the pressure after going 11 and 5? I'm not sure he he'll, he'll even know that he's top dog. How does he even get his picks in? His internet's so shaky. I can't imagine he has the time. I imagine he's at an internet cafe somewhere in East Chicago, and he's on very limited time with his calling card to get his picks in. (laughs) It it all makes sense. Uh, We were shitting on points bet again. Todd, change our mind. Uh, Is Barstool, is their app coming soon? I feel like there's been a rumbling in the state of Illinois. Do you have any insight? You're more of a, no, you're shaking your head, but you you seem to have a touch. I saw something that they're starting in Pennsylvania, but I have not seen anything in Illinois. But I know they were attached somehow to the casino in Aurora or one of those. So it's got to be coming. I don't know. 
it's a lot at this point, but I feel pretty well settled with FanDuel. FanDuel's growing on me. I'll say that. They're growing on me. Okay. Uh, and that also has to do with me having a million parlay picks with the Bears last week, and I just now have money sitting in my account, <laughs> a decent a chunk of change. So I'll give you a try, FanDuel. I like the 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 logging into FanDuel is way easier than anything else. You just throw that face ID on, and you're right in there, baby. Boom, boom. Here's your money. Boom, boom. You want to gamble it? Boom, boom, boom. Or DraftKings, you still have to do – they send you a text code every time, right? Yeah. I, you can't turn that off, can you? No, and they fucked up on Sunday, too. I could not get into points bet. I could not get – into DraftKings, I was trying to hand you my monies, and you wouldn't take them because you wouldn't let me in. But they they sent me twenty dollars today as an apology. So thank you, DraftKings. I love you. Yeah, that was so nice. Any other games you like this week, Bill? Did you have a chance to look? No, I haven't looked yet. But okay, <laughs> how about you? I do. I got some. I got some for you. Yeah, do it. Uh, okay, the straight up, I only have one this week. I love the Vikings plus three at Indy this week. Mm. I love the plus three and the money line. They're plus 135. I don't see the Vikings going 0-2. Indy, you're not talking me into Indy. Phillip Rivers stinks. They just went to Jacksonville and got their balls kicked in, right? Do I have that right? Yeah, correct. You don't, like... Vikings are a decent team. They just got their ass kicked as well by uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers beats the shit out of people a lot. So Vikings, who are still, I think, the favorites to win the NFC North, are not starting 0-2. Grab the points. Dip your dick a little bit in the money line, plus 135. And per Rick Fieldsman's uh, request, I have a teaser play of the week. Are you ready for Listen. it? Yeah, I'm ready. Give it to me. I, I have a three-team teaser for you. It's the Steelers. You're going to go ahead and tease them down. These are all. This is a seven-point teaser. You're going to tease the Steelers down to essentially a pick em. Unless it's a tie, then you lose. They're minus half a point. They're at home against Denver. Denver sucks. Vic Fangio doesn't know what to do with timeouts. He's only concerned about shaving. Then we have the Cardinals. We're going to tease them down to plus a half a point at home against Washington. Are you kidding me? I'm not buying the Redskins. They suck. Whoops. Said Redskins. Nope. Canceled. I'm immediately canceled. Fuck you, Dan Snyder. I'm taking the Cardinals. Cardinals. Not the COVID Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. They're going to get plus half a point. I got one more for you. Are you ready, Bill? Tease me. Tease me. Your New Orleans Saints, I don't know why they're yours, plus one and a half point, plus we're on the plus side at the Raiders. John Gruden stinks. Derek Carr, are you kidding me? No way. I know it's the home opener. There's not going to be any fans. I don't know that for a fact, but take the Saints in that teaser I want to sound like Rick Fieldsman so bad when I do this, and I'm trying way too hard. That's my three-team teaser. That pays out plus 120. So not like amazing odds. It's not like a three-team parlay, but it just feels good to get those those uh, spreads. Spreads. Get those spreads way down there. And they're essentially like a pick em for all of them. So 
you're welcome. Free monies. Rick Fieldsman, I love you. I could never be as good as you. No, we all feel that way, except in bed, because I believe he's a virgin. Soft V. <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure, Dan. As always, hams and bread with a bit of hams and spread slathered all up in the middle. It felt great. Thank you, Rick Fieldsman, for jumping in again. Can't wait to see how everything pans out. Guaranteed you're going 2 and one again. You're the 2 and one man, Zerdoinks. Thumb those teasers. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Welcome back, Zero Doinks. We feel great after hams and bread. We cannot wait for you to tag us in all of your pictures of all of your piles of cash that you got from our advice on hams and bread and hams and spreads. But this is Bears Fantasy Corner, the second week of the return of America's favorite fantasy football segment. Dan Doinks, what do you have for us this week, huh, buddy? Yeah, buddy. Um, first off, let me apologize for the moments where I had to stop and do my own fantasy draft because Kyle Doinks, who's been on this, uh, been on a fans and eggs segment a long time ago, uh, he decided after last week's Chiefs game, he's like, yeah, why don't we just do a fantasy league? We'll just start it before week two. Well, that was bullshit. And I had to do it in the middle of this, and I apologize. But let's get back to Bears Fantasy Corner. Uh, you had Mitch last week, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so Mitch ended up, and this is through, once again, if you've, if you've listened for a while, these are fantasy points as scored by my league that I have with Bill. So if you have a problem with how it's scored, go fuck yourself. This is fuck how you. it is. Fuck you. That was harsh. I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. So Mitch sorry. in our league ended up with 31.28 points. And then I picked Anthony Miller, which wasn't a bad pick. He came out and came through in the clutch. He had 14.6 points. So if we're scoring it between you and I, you clearly finished way ahead of me. So congratulations there, Bill. Thank you. You're the man. Thanks. Okay. Do we uh, – let's do our Bears picks first, and I'll go through the top performers. You have a Bears pick for this week? I do. So last week I, you know, I stuck my neck out a little bit, you might say. I supported a guy that beat out a, uh, a Super Bowl-winning giant penis quarterback named Nick Foles. I picked Mitch. I did. The world was against him, but I chose to bring him into my bosom. And I let him suck on my teat. So this week, who do I have in mind, you might ask? Let me tell you, Dan, it's somebody that you might have heard of before. His name? Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> Last year against the Giants, as you alluded to, he was 25 of 51 for 278 yards, two interceptions, one passing touchdown. However, you neglected to say he had one rushing touchdown. Therefore, not as bad an afternoon in the fantasy world, at least on CBS, 
which is where we dominate our leagues. So this year, what do I see? What do I see this week, this Sunday at noon? Mitch is going to go 25 for 38, 279 yards, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, one turnover of some sort. Could be a fumble, could be a pick. I don't give a fuck. But that would equal about 30 points, which last week would have put him around the number eight quarterback, which is what he was in week one. He's going to do it again, baby. Mitch, he is my click to pick. My pick to click. What is it? It's one of those two, but it's wrong. I love you, Mitch. I never remember. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I hope you're right. That was a great pick last week. I hope it comes through again. I was actually planning on taking David Montgomery as my click to pick, but I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. He's going to be on an absolute fuck you tour this week. He is going to have, he's probably going to have a real weird jet sweep touchdown. So he's going to have one rushing touchdown, (laughs) probably for 60 yards. He's going to have 11 catches for 111 yards, two receiving touchdowns, three total. Allen Robinson on a fuck you tour. Two middle fingers will appear at some point up to Ryan Pace's suite. Does he sit in a suite? Where does he where does he yeah. reside during yeah, these games? That's where he's at. Yep. Um, and then he'll immediately get paid and probably blow out an ACL during practice the following week. I hope not, but that would be the Bears' luck. Allen Robinson, my click to pick. Well, thank that's God this the is Bears' f- fantasy corner, not Bears' oh. injury prediction corner. Yeah, good call. All right, so let's do the top performers of the week. You want to take any guesses? No. Okay. Russ Wilson. I'm calling him Russ. It's not Russell. It's Russ. You're Russ. He had 46 uh, fantasy points this past week. Good for you. Aaron Rodgers. Bleh. He finished second with 43. Gross. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen tied for third with 37 fantasy points. Josh Allen. He... You like Josh Allen? What are your no, feelings I, on him? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I think he, you know, the only thing I like about him is that he runs like a gazelle, like literally like a gazelle. I think he sucks at football. He runs hard. I don't know. A gazelle doesn't, that doesn't jive with Josh Allen in my mind. What's a your, gazelle what's is your animal of choice? He's just like a fucking bulldozer, right? He's a big dude. Like he's not great i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't call him graceful he's a big boy he he hasn't gotten paid yet right he's still on his rookie deal that is true i think with these animal comparisons we need to check in with with brian in montana he's our animal guy good point that's what we need to do what does josh allen what animal would you compare him to he's like an elk you know the more i think about it he strikes me as an absolute stingray because he bites they don't bite they don't they bite st- no they get you with their steve Irwin just rolled over in his grave good day mate okay uh let's you got any more on that Wait, sorry i didn't I don't... I, No, it's fine i obviously i'm not a big under the water guy I, I here's a little something about me audience if you put me in a pool I won't let my shoulders or anything higher get wet. It's a weird thing with me. It's not going to happen. You yeah. don't go under the water in a nope. pool? Nope. I, I don't. 
I absolutely don't. I get I get my tits wet and everything below, including my penis, obviously, because I'm standing in a pool. <laughs> it would be very strange <laughs> if somehow my penis was above water level while standing in a pool. I am very tall. <laughs> Picture that, Is everybody that a, in Sri okay. Lanka. Is that a like a I have contacts in type of thing, or you're just you don't you feel weird about chlorine being on your face? What's the the thought process here? Two things. Um, usually, I'm wearing my glasses, which is weird, weird decision in the pool, but it also gets me out of having to go underwater. A, B, um, I don't like being in the water at all. C, I, I know I said three, but here's here I said two. Here's three. Uh, C slash three. My shoulders, I like to keep them dry. You do have great shoulders. I've been meaning to tell you that. Thank yeah, you. I'm surprised. Like, there's, there, you're not like. Uh, is this just a? I thought this was a dad move, but maybe it's just a Dan no. move where oh, I just what? get right underwater. I'm like, ooh, look how far I can swim underwater. Oh. I can touch one end of the pool to the other. You don't do that move. I do it with my no. kids all the time. No. And they're never impressed. I, I like always want them to be like, whoa, are you Michael Phelps? Never. They're never impressed. They're just like, what do you want me to do with this? But I do it anyway because then I feel like an athlete. Then I get out of the water and I just, I'm just a fat piece of shit. I think they're not impressed because they're so zeroed in on the tramp stamp that you have. I'm pretty sure. Like that just freaks them out. Oh, it's the uh, Italian menu, right? From yes. La Marinara. <laughs> I think I nailed that. Uh, okay, let's. This is getting weird. Let's do the worst performers of the week for fantasy. There's, I hate the water. <laughs> there's. Uh, do you not get into like lakes or are you get like? No. Are you anti like lake at all or? Yeah. I'm much more anti the lake than I am the pool. I hate it. If there's seaweed on my toes, I kind of freak out. Oh, wait, there's a trout that just brushed up against my calf. I am not meant to be in the water, Dan. I hate it. I panic a little bit. I think I might be afraid of the water. I think, is this the conclusion that we're reaching right now? However, I did win first place in the classic meet uh, with breaststroke when I was eight years old. The classic meet is not the city meet. The classic is like A, city is the majors. So I retired immediately after that race and I've barely been in the water since. Breaststroke. I I don't know what any of that means. This is like a Naperville thing. I don't, I, I literally it didn't understand be. a word you just told me. All right. I know breaststroke. We all know the breaststroke. Uh, if you're... What's, uh, What's your favorite part of a breast, Dan? The stroking. Okay, let's do worst fantasy performers this week. There was nobody in the negative this week. How is that possible? I don't like that. Made up. But I, yeah, I got a few that the the low low scoring of anyone who wasn't at zero. The lowest was Chris Streveler. Streveler. Don't know how to say his name, which is fucked up because he played for the Gophers for three years. Also from Naperville. He went to, I think he went to Marion Catholic, though, technically. Mm, but Sellout. 
he's a backup quarterback in, for Arizona, and I think he had like came in and had like one rush, and uh, he last played in the CFL for Winnipeg and won a title. I was shocked he was even still around. He seemed like kind of a shithead at Minnesota. Oh, that sounded healthy. Uh, so he ended up with point three points. RG three got on the board with point six one points, uh, and then the third worst performer that I had to add because I hate this motherfucker. He's so overrated. Do you want to guess who it is? John Bon Jovi. Close. Taysom Hill. Ah, I hate that guy. He's so overrated. He's getting like a billion dollars to do jack shit. He, what is he making? Like, is he making over ten million a year? Right. I think so. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. He had one pass for thirty-eight yards, three rushes for thirteen yards. Eh, what? Ugh. I don't care. Terrible. Get out of here. Get out of here. You Taysom suck. Hill. Who, why do people like that guy? He doesn't scare me. Uh, he's versatile. Look, he's a jack of all. No, he sucks. Oh, he went to BYU. Ooh, is he a tight end? I don't know. Is he a running back? Maybe. Is he a wide receiver? Well, he's terrible at all of them, so stop it. Stop it. I'd rather have Cordero Patterson. Mm. How about that? That's a hot take. He does more than Taysom Hill does. And he's he's much bigger. He can't be tackled, Cordero Patterson. You can't get him down. He is fucking massive. He yes. is a huge dude. Yes. And he, he ran the ball. He looked pretty good. He I'm, did. I'm loving this running game, baby. I'm Same. loving this running game. CPAP. And I'm still... I'm, <laughs> ladies, see your doctor for your CPAP exam. It, it's You know what, by the way, I think I've been thinking of a pap smear test, by the way. It's not oh. CPAP. Pap smear. Okay. That's a thing, okay. right? For ladies, so. yeah. Does what it tell ladies? you if you're? Does it tell you if you're Randy? Is that what it is? Like, oh, let me. Hi, Doctor Bill here. Let me take out this <laughs> stethoscope and put it on your urethra. I don't. I'm not a big biology guy. It tells you if you're Randy Wells. That's it. <laughs> That was dumb. That was so fucking dumb. I'm sorry. I loved it. I like I like loaded that one up too. And then it came out of my mouth and I'm disappointed. It's okay. You know what I'm disappointed? I'm disappointed myself when you said, Who do you think this person is? And I said John Bon Jovi. I should have said John Lithgow. Why? I had John on my lips. Yeah. Why wasn't it you Lithgow? I did. You blew it. You blew Choked. it. Choked. Choked. Uh we got anything else on Bears Fantasy Corner? How do you feel about fantasy in general? We, we're in a league with two quarterbacks you can play at once. Yeah. What are your feelings yeah. on that after week yeah. one? Thank you, uh, Mark Hammond from a, a prior Hams and – no, Fans and Eggs, sorry. Fans and Eggs. Uh, thank you, Mark, for inviting us both. We accepted it, and I believe I'm last in the league in total points. I'm confused by the point system. I know Mark sent something out about it didn't read it and my team sucks i also drafted a lot of bears including james vaughters because there's individual defensive players <laughs> he's probably going to start this week spoiler alert you shouldn't feel bad because i have roquan and danny trevathan on my in my lineup because i'm clueless of how to handle the 
<laughs> the defense part of that. <laughs> that was like a rolling burp. That felt so good. It was. You know when you have a good one, you just have a good burp, and I like. I feel like I need to journal it. Should I have a burp journal? Oh, I thought you were going to say something different right there. <laughs> I feel like I was going to, and the word started with J. Jerk it. That's what I thought it was going to be after... <laughs> After a good burp, I'm gonna slap my porpoise around. You've been a bad boy. You've been a bad boy. Too many hams. Uh, you. What? There's no way you're slapping your porpoise around. You're so fucking scared of water. Jesus. It's true. There's no way. Uh, it is true. Uh, what segment are we in? Oh, Fantasy Corner. Thank you, Mark Hammond. I'm actually liking the uh, double quarterback. It's throwing a different element into the mix. And he also doesn't believe in kickers in this league, which I f- we fully support. Yes. So, speaking of kickers, we didn't even talk about Santos. Yeah. He was he, he was, was all right. He was great. A+. plus. He gets my game ball. <laughs> so, can we get rid of Eddie Pinheiro and... Uh, Oh, we re-signed uh, Ladarius Mack. We didn't talk about yeah, that either. That's right. He's back, that's baby. Right. He's back. Return of Mac the Mac. Yes. We're all over the map. The, the hams are slapping now. Don't there. come a-slapping. That's right. Let's wrap up the segment, but not until we tease the next segment. Fans and eggs, we're headed to New Jersey. It is an inspirational story for real. Ed in South Jersey what a dude. You are going to want to listen to all of what he has gone through in life. What an inspiration, man. He is awesome. Love you, Ed. Oh, and also, mm, I want to shout out a couple things after the segment. He shout shot me a line. <laughs> God, too many hams. About um, people that have been important to him in his life that he wants to recognize. We did not get to it in the interview. So uh, I'm going to do that in the outro a little bit on behalf of Ed in South Jersey. This has been Bears Fantasy Corner. Stick around for fans and eggs. Go Bears Fantasy Corner. Don't invite me on your boat. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train, I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to another segment of Fans and Eggs, where we interview a Bears fan who is not in Illinois, but he's elsewhere in this wonderful country of ours. Today, we are going to jump over to New Jersey, in fact, South New Jersey, where we're meeting a new friend, Ed, in South Jersey. Ed, welcome to Zero Doinks, ma'am. Thanks, Bill. How you doing? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Doing good. Good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's our pleasure. You have an incredible man cave. We were just walking through off the air a little bit. You've got 
a great Bears logo painted on the wall. You got pictures. You got you got the whole thing, man. You are yes. uh, how so how does a how does a, a New Jersey guy become a Bears fan in the first place? Well, uh, I was seven years old and I got caught up with uh, Jim McMahon, the Super Bowl shuffle. When I was younger, I really loved uh, the Soldier Field pillars in the background during the game and the defense. <clears throat> and one of the first things my dad, my dad's an Eagles fan, but, you know, we were watching football when I was younger and Walter Payton highlight came up, you know, on CBS. And he's like, you see that guy right there, Ed? That's the best football player ever. He didn't really push the Eagles on me. He just told me, like, whatever team you're going to like, you're going to like. But I got caught up in the Super Bowl shuffle. And ever since then, I'd spend on, you know, bears everything. Your dad's your dad sounds like a good man. I respect <laughs> that. I don't know that I would show the same respect if one of my kids were like, hey, I'm going to be a – if my kids were like, I'm going to be an Eagles fan, I'm like, no, you're not. You're yeah, not. Right. <laughs> so kudos to your dad for being a better man than I am. What would be – what would have been, like, the worst-case scenario for your dad? Like, if you, you were like, I'm a Giants fan, would he have – Dallas Cowboys have, fan, definitely. Oh, Cowboys, okay. Yeah, it's I, crazy I, around I here. I forget that that Eagle – like, Cowboys always seems weird to me, the NFC East dynamic. I mean, it's weird that they're in that division, but I I completely yeah. forget every time that Eagles, Cowboys, you guys legitimately hate each other. Not I, you guys, but they legitimately hate each other. I really think – Washington and the Cowboys are a bigger, bigger rival rivalry, but for for whatever reason in this area, they hate the Cowboys no matter what. <laughs> it gets pretty crazy around here. <laughs> That's right, and you're so you're about 15 minutes away or, or thereabouts from yeah. from Philly Stadium. Definitely, yes. So Been there a are, lot. Are, so, would you say most of your friends then? Are Eagles fans? Do you do you run in? It's it's Giants week, so do you do you run into Giants fans too, or is it is it the majority? Majority is Eagles fans, definitely. Um, lot lot of friends, family are all Eagles fans. You know, they take it easy take it easy on me because I'm a you know Bears fan. Even at the stadium when I went to the the last two Bears game at get you know two Bears games at the link, the fans were like giving me beer and telling me they felt sorry for me, <laughs> which was a crazy thing. Cause they've, I've seen it and, you know, up front and personal, like how, you know, vicious the fans can be there. I think if I had to rank like one of the most place, like one of the places I'd be scared to go in like bears stuff, I think Philly might be number one. I mean, Bill and I went to green Bay last year okay, and it, and it, and, it, and I, you know, I kind of people told me like you know people up there are just nice and they're better. Yes. You know, they always kick the shit out of the bears, so they have really <laughs> nothing to bitch about. Yeah. So and Bill, right? They were like so nice, it kind of pissed us off. I was like, come yeah. on, be shittier to us because we are shitty to you when you come to Soldier Field. Yeah, right. So get down I to our we, level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I think of yeah. going to Philly, and I always hear the stories of how nasty their fans are, I'll be honest, I would legitimately be nervous to show up in Bears gear. My wife, my mother-in-law, they all don't want me to wear my bear stuff over there. <laughs> and they I'm don't like, want to be I'm associated with you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had my last, this past year, um, I had my Mike Dick at like 1980s uh, starter jacket on. <laughs> nice. Clea Mac jersey, but yeah, they, they're like, you sure you want to wear that stuff? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear it. I mean, I've wore it over there just tailgating. You know, not not the Bears weren't even playing. I was over there with my Jay Cutler jersey on, just always representing. 
That is awesome. Now, are they? Did they take pity on you at least last year because of the Cody? Oh Park my game? God! <laughs> I had a house full of people out, and everybody's Eagles fans, and I was so deflated. I'm still deflated about that one. My dad just said, "Man, it's a tough one." <laughs> you know, both teams should could have won that game, and then actually, my father-in-law, my wife, I think they were really rooting for the Bears, and they're Eagles fans because the Bears were having such a great season. You know, and they were like just so happy that they were good. Ed, can I say something? I think you're between your dad and your father-in-law and your everyone who's like happy for you and rooting for you to be a Bears fan. I they are much better people than I am because I don't want anyone to be happy. If I'm not happy yeah. as a Bears fan, nope. I want everyone to be miserable. So yeah, my father was like, "Yeah, the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year, and this was the Bears' year, and that dumb kicker fucked it up." Have you been to Soldier Field for any games? I've been there twice. Ken Dorsey versus uh, Craig, Craig uh, Krenzel. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what a matchup. What a Yeah, Sunday night football. <laughs> <laughs> and I went I went actually to the the first uh, win in Sol- the new Soldier Field against the Raiders. How's how's the link? What's the uh, what's the game day experience, either tailgating or, or at the game, whether or not the Bears are playing there? Uh, tailgating Everybody's getting drunk there. <laughs> That's like their first, uh, their first uh, mission to get drunk, and then every everybody walks through there with a different jersey on. They just uh, chant asshole at the whole time. I got a Philly question. Sorry, that yeah. just made me think of the the parade, the Super Bowl parade after the Eagles won it. What what's the deal with the guys who wear like the puffy costumes and the uh, the big like genie looking hats? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That was uh, uh, Jason Kelsey, the center. Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's brother, older brother. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He dressed up like a mummer for the because uh, the mummers on New Year's Day, they they go through the uh, Philly. What the hell's and a mummer? That's my question. It's like a band and they all have the instruments and it's like a New Year's Day celebration parade. And they have all these different uh, bands and they're all dressed up and crazy costume so he actually got a mummer's uh, costume (laughs) and i was actually there when he went off on his speech about like yeah lane johnson does steroids and you know (laughs) this guy sucks and this guy's a fucking asshole and i was i was drunk and i couldn't believe it you know but i went there and i just um i had both my hips replaced that year from all the treatments i've done Oh. And my doctor's like, you're really going to, you know, go to that thing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've never ever experienced anything like that. I want to, you know, regardless if I like the Eagles or not, it was an experience that I wanted to to see, you know? So you touched on it. Let's let's talk about it. You you said you had treatment. I, I think um, one thing very interesting about you is is what a badass you are, man. I mean, you I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you had I, I'm just reading this from one of your one of your recent tweets. You had three different primary cancer diagnoses. You had 23 surgeries, 32 rounds of chemo, 61 radiation treatments, three blood clots in your lungs, and seven blood transfusions. I mean, I'm the kind of guy, if I get an earache, like I'm, I'm out for a week. So (laughs) I, I'm, I'm so impressed. And can you, can you kind of walk us through the whole process? Like what happened, you know, when did you learn you were sick? Would you, what were you diagnosed with that kind of how, yeah, tell us a little bit about about that part of your life. Yeah, sure. Um, 
I guess I was like 28, 27 years old, and I noticed uh, changes in my bowel movement. I didn't know, you know, what what the chalk it up there like, you know, was was it hanging out with my friends, drinking a bunch of beer, eating wings, you know, and then it would go away. So then I would be like, ah, well, maybe that's maybe it's just my body from whatever whatever I had to eat. And then as I kept on going through that, my symptoms started getting worse. And, you know, I went from trying to like hide it because I was kind of, you know, embarrassed to talk about it. Like who wants to talk about you're having problems going to the bathroom, all this stuff at, at such a young age, you know, I'm benching almost 500 pounds. I'm squatting almost 600 pounds. Holy shit. I, I felt like I was invincible, you know, and then I'm having these problems and then, lost uh, like 40 pounds at one point on the way to losing 110 pounds, but that's further in the story. So finally, uh, I started seeking out help, you know, instead of hiding. And then the doctors are like, well, you look fine. And I'm like, (laughs) I kept on getting all these different tests done. And, uh, and I said, basically like, I'm not going to leave here until you get me, um, you know, uh, colonoscopy from a GI doctor. So yeah. I finally did that. And then <clears throat> I made that appointment. And it was like three months or three, yeah, three, I think six weeks later. And I'm like, I finally called them up. I'm like, I'm not going to make it this long. I need, I need you to move it up. Well, the appointment is the appointment. So I'm at work, call my dad up and I'm emotional rag. I'm crying. I'm in like so much pain. He picks me up, takes me to the emergency room emergency room doctor can tell that, you know, there's something going on with me and I'm being sincere. So what happened was he called the the GI doctor and it went from, they couldn't see me to come in tomorrow. So I went in there tomorrow, got a zygmoidoscopy, which isn't a colonoscopy because you have to prep for a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. And they saw inflamed I was. And then I got an ultrasound. I had a three inch tumor in my colon. Oh, holy yeah. shit. Yes. How, how, how? I just turned thirty. I, I was twenty nine. Well, well so do you, uh, sorry to jump in here. Do you no, think that that was just because of your young age that that's why they were so reluctant to give you a colonoscopy, even though you had these horrible symptoms? Yeah, they kept on looking at me like, "Well, you look fine." I'm like, "I don't care. I don't care about how I look." Right. You know, I'm not going to leave until you help me out here. You know, and I was really persistent. And that's what like I've tr- tried to tell people you know, about this journey that you have to be your own advocate and you can't settle for just what somebody is telling you that they think you're feeling, you know, you need to be persistent and go and, you know, you're, it's your life on the line, basically, you know, it's just a testament to like, you were, it sounds like you were such a, like a big, strong, badass dude. And, you know, like I, I, I go through those phases too. Like just getting older, I'm like, yeah, I'll just shake it off. I gotta quit being a pussy. But yeah, man, there's times you just can't. You just gotta, you gotta. This own was definitely it. it. I mean, yeah. I was like trying not to do it and this and that, and then got diagnosed, and then had to go through the chemo and radiation. Then I had a rest and have surgery, and then had my surgery, and I had bowel resection surgery, and I got a colostomy or an ileostomy bag put on. It was worse than what they thought. It was in my lymph nodes. It was in my blood. And then it was already spread into my liver. And then I had my surgery. I'm home and I got like 60 staples up my 
stomach and I'm trying to learn how to deal with this uh, ileostomy on me and then the bear straight for Jay Cutler. And I, I looked at my ex-wife and I'm like, you're lucky I got 60 staples in my stomach because I'd be running around nuts right now, you know? Like, I went... Like I'm worried about the Bears at this point. <laughs> now seeing seeing the Jay Cutler era all the way through, do you think that helped or hurt your health? Yeah, I know, right? I think it hurt it. My blood work's getting worse. So they want to take my tumor. I did six month six weeks of radiation, six weeks of chemo, and then I had my surgery and then they like I said it was worse. So they were like, You need to do six months of aggressive chemo. So I started doing that. My my levels started going higher. Then I had to uh, schedule my uh, liver, liver uh, surgery. So the first day I could do it was actually my birthday in 2009. And they're like, you sure you want to do it? And I'm like, and the whole thing in my head's like, and, I, and I'm born in September, early September. I'm like, if I have it done on my birthday, that'll give me enough time to recover to be home to watch the Bears opener on Sunday <laughs> Night Football. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the four interception game. <laughs> I'm a fan, and I, I want better. I beat cancer three times, and they still can't figure out offense. We've seen some rough days. There's no doubt about it, Bears-wise. But but uh, but you've seen much worse days days than us, man. So when did things start turning around for you? Like when did you? Were there some dark times when you were? Yeah, going real through real it? dark. Yeah. I went through some dark times. Um, I went out to San Francisco that year. Um, it was a Thursday night game. So I went out there with my best friend and I just completed my chemo. I literally went two days after my chemo. So it wasn't the best trip, but I went out there and I saw Cutler throw five picks in San Francisco. And um, then I got a reversal uh, surgery, taking my the bag taken all away and just wasn't feeling right. And they were, you know, like, well, Edward, you know, it's not like turning a switch on and off. You know, you're going to have an adjustment period you know, of going, trying to get a bathroom like a normal person, right? It wasn't just that. It was like I had an infection from, I had a pinhole in my colon from radiation. Oh, my God. And I was, I had this infection since my first surgery in March of 2009. And you're talking, I had it for a whole year or so. I got surgery in like April of 2010, and then um, they cleaned out the infection and then put on a colostomy bag. And my infection was so in my body so long that I had to get um, infectious disease doctor. I had to go to one of them because it was in my blood so long. So I had to go through all this crazy stuff. And in the middle of this, I'm in a real bad place because I'm like, this isn't how I want to live my life. Yeah, this isn't this isn't how I'm supposed to live my life, you know? And uh, I started letting not only like the cancer try to kill me, but I was letting it like ruin my life. Hmm. I'm out drinking and just, uh, I mean, I'm in a bad spot, but I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. You're trying to come to terms with all these different things and you're, you're, you know, people are helping you, but they're cha- you know, doing stuff to your body and you're going through all these changes. I just couldn't handle it. So I let it ruin my life. I got divorced and I was in a bad spot, but I met uh, my, my now my now wife, Amanda, and I did a walk in Philadelphia for colon cancer. And I went there and I was, you know, like I said, in a real bad spot, still feeling like a victim and 
And when I went there, people were, you know, all these teams were walking for people they lost. And that really hit me because I'm like, I'm sitting here feeling sorry for myself. And there's people out there that haven't had, you know, the, my luck and I'm still here. You know, what am I going to do about it? So then I got on this kick where I started selling T-shirts in my area. One walk, I, I sold like 500 T-shirts. Wow. And oh. I think one year I raised like $13,000 for cancer. Wow. wow. So that, Unreal. that helped me come to terms with stuff. That gave me like a new purpose and a focus and put meaning. It put meaning to all my suffering, you know? Where there, there was something like I was kicking stones down the road and I was trying to figure out like why I was here, survivor's guilt. So I was doing all right after that, you know, coming to terms with everything. And then I got remarried and was buying a house and I started having some back issues and I started going through the same thing where people were misdiagnosing me and I was having problems like breathing and I was getting misdiagnosed with like asthma and I ended up having two different cancers taken out of me in 2016. But I went like a year with back problems and I got to the point where I, you know, I'm a big guy, 6'3", 275. I couldn't carry groceries in my house. I couldn't walk and carry anything. I couldn't mow my lawn. My left leg was given out on me. Finally got my thyroid taken out. The doctor that did that said, I don't like your history. So I want to get a pet, a PET scan because the PET scan does your whole body. So that got delayed for a little bit, but finally, when she's like, you have a lesion on your back. I almost felt like relief because I was going nuts. Yeah. Because people fucking... kept on telling me there wasn't anything there. They weren't looking in the right spot. My my tumor was in the middle of my back. And they, were, they were looking at oh, my Lord. lower back. Okay. And I never heard of this cancer. It was called a Ewing sarcoma. It's a pediatric cancer. It's a regressive bone cancer. And it was in my spine. Okay. And they had to remove like... T10 to T12 of my spine out. Oh my God. Good. God. And, that, and that treatment was crazy. Five different chemo, A and B uh, sessions. A was uh, three different chemo for one day. And then uh, B, uh, B cycle was uh, two, two chemos for a week. I did that. The crazy thing I didn't say was on my birthday that year, I was 30, I was turning 38. So I had my surgery. We were like, ah, oh, we don't think it's cancer. We think it's benign. So we find out my wife's pregnant with our first child in the morning. And then later that on that afternoon, we find out I have cancer for a third time. God. That's, that's... I know it's a little long. I'm sorry, but. No, no, no. man. Don't it's a crazy it story. Us. I know. And this, it's, you know. It's how do you, nuts. how do you not look like shit at all? You look awesome. This, I mean, <laughs> I know this is the first time we're meeting. Yeah. And I watched you walk downstairs to show us your man like after all that you described to us how are you not just in a wheelchair laying in a bed i mean i i would be i don't know that's a good question i mean i wish there was one thing i could say but i've like held on to it you know uh faith uh family faith family and fight i would say the three f's and i always had the attitude that I was going to be able to outlast whatever I was going through, you know? And then, like I said, my hips start going bad. Doctor's like, well, maybe it's cause you had the tumor taken out. And the, my oncologist is like, he don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> I'm going through my last treatment that week. And I'm like, every other day I'm on uh, Penn medicine in uh, Philadelphia. 
my left leg isn't feeling good. I'm writing this on this uh, app. And finally I got an MRI and they're like, you have to go see an orthopedic. I'm not there five minutes or like, you have to have a hip replacement. <laughs> Walking around on a cane at 39 years old. Uh, is that just because of all the treatment that you had? Is that what? That's how high I could lift my leg. Oh my God. Off the ground. Yeah, and that's, that's what they, they said, Bill, um, from all the treatments that I've had. For some reason, the blood doesn't flow that well in your hips, and they went bad, you know? And after my second hip replacement, I was on Twitter, and uh, actually, Mr. Trubisky actually reached out to me. Really? Really? Yeah. So, you know, I always break his stones, but I just break his stones as a quarterback because he's a hell of a human being. Yeah. I, I can awesome. see that with him. He's just a genuine. He seems he seems like a genuine genuine guy, and a good yeah. teammate. Where like Cutler was like you couldn't tell what he was, even though you hear he's a good teammate. You know he wasn't. He just had a weird personality. But I just always thought Mr. Biscay was amazing for doing that. I still do. Yeah. So when I had my hips done, my first my hip, my first hips bad, but they won't let me get my surgery done because I had three blood clots in my lungs. When I got the cancer from the treatments and everything, so I was on these uh, blood thinner shots every day, and so I had a month off between chemo and radiation, and um, so my so my son could be born. So my son was born, and then I started radiation up, and I did that for thirty one days, and then like two weeks later, then I had my first hip done. But I had to wait like four months to get it done. It was brutal. <laughs> like I said, when I showed you how far I could lift my leg up, I had to lift my leg up to do everything, to get in the car. And it was just a, a real bad time in my life. Like, yeah, you say, how do you get through all this? I always have it on my shoulder. Why don't you feel sorry for yourself? Why don't you uh, play the victim guard? But I can't do that, you know? Your story's unbelievably impressive. It's it's it, So what what would you recommend that if, if somebody's going through what you went, I, I don't know if anybody's going through as much as you went through, but if somebody's going through treatment, what, you know, what kind of encouragement would you give them if, if somebody's related to somebody and, and they're, you know, seeing their loved ones go through something like that? What, what, what would you tell that person? I'm always trying to talk into somebody. I'm always trying to talk somebody into looking, seeking out some kind of help, whether it's a colonoscopy, you know, I've talked somebody into doing it, not because they wanted to do it, but I'm like, well, you have family, you have a wife and kids. And they went and did that because their wife and kids, because I'm like, you want to be around to be with them, you know? And they seen, they saw everything I've went through and they were like, wow, you know? But I would just tell, tell people, like I said earlier, um, you deserve the best. Each Everybody does, you know, uh, in the medical field. And you shouldn't quit until you, or, you shouldn't stop until you get what you deserve is what I'm saying. And that's what I did every time. When I finally found the doctor that actually believed me and started digging around, seen, saw that I was going through a problem, you know, that, that would be it. That's, that's awesome. How long have you been in remission? I've been in remission since uh, April 14th, 2017. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's that's great news, man. I saw, um, I did see on Twitter and that you you got COVID nineteen. Did I see that? 
recently. Yeah, I got COVID-19. <laughs> Come on, man. I, yeah, no. I mean. Uh, My wife so, was like, I can't well, believe this. Come yeah, she on. Was, <laughs> she wanted to wrap me up in uh, bubble bubble tape <laughs> and uh, put me away until it was over. But I, somehow I ended up getting it. And I got the results back in one day. And I had it. And then my daughter had it. She's one. Oh, God. And my son had it. He didn't have any symptoms, and my wife had it. But my father-in-law got it, and then my mother-in-law got it, and she was in the hospital for a couple days with dehydration. Unbelievable. Is is she doing okay now? Yeah, everything's everything's well. Everybody's doing good. I'm glad to be past that. That's, that's there's no wild. there's no way there's no way covid was taking you down after all that shit no yeah fucking that's way. the way i looked at it. i was like if i'm getting it i okay i'll get it and i'll just ride it out and i did <laughs> did you have any <laughs> symptoms or was it just a how'd you how'd you find out you had it besides the test obviously wasn't feeling that great okay just i i thought it was allergies i told my wife i went swimming we were out doing different things and then we went for a swim in my backyard and uh got out of the pool and i'm like I'm not feeling that great. So then I called, I messaged my uh, oncologist the next day and uh, they told me, it doesn't sound like you have uh, all the symptoms to it, but why don't you just come over here and get checked? So went over there. That was crazy. Everybody's in moon suits and <laughs> yeah, right. felt like something out of like uh, walking dead, like <laughs> area 99 or something like that. <laughs> and uh, they swabbed my nose, and that night I got the results positive. I'm like, oh, my God. This is, you know, you can't write a book. Yeah, yeah, you can't. That's so true. So That's that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I yeah, it's it like Dan said, that COVID-19 was absolutely going to get its <laughs> ass kicked by you. So that's, that's good yeah. for you. I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad you and your family are doing doing well now. Yeah, thank that's, you. I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, we're doing good. It's um thankful everybody's doing good we say prayers every night you know that we're we're better and we're trying to move past this i the all everything you just walked us through which thank you for sharing i mean that yes. if this if i watched a movie on your life and all of these ailments i would have been like this is total bullshit so yeah right I'm like this is unbelievable and your attitude and like i said you look amazing you look like a strong healthy dude i would be face down in a ditch somewhere so <laughs> Man, I'm so I'm so impressed, and I, I so appreciate you sharing that. That well, I, I really appreciate us. you guys for having me on. I really um, I love the Bears. You know, they're like, you know, I like all the other sports, but the Bears are like my team. I'm always hey, talking football all year round. You said that you had the the three the the three Fs keep you going but i think the fourth is football right you yeah yeah the another, fourth is football throw exactly though that's a good that's, one i like that <laughs> that's 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 why i'm a co-host of a bears podcast right there. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all right man well this is this has been awesome thank you so much for joining us on on fans and exit it's it's fantastic that you joined us and from your uh your lovely man cave in south jersey and and uh, we, we we look forward to uh keeping in touch with you throughout the season and, and beyond. Yeah, Dan, Bill, I can't thank you enough for having me on. And, I, and I, I'm indebted to you for letting me tell my story. And I hope if somebody listens to this, somebody seeks help if they're okay. going through something, you know, Absolutely. if they're hiding something, if they're not feeling right, you know, if there's something that they're like, oh, it's just going to go away and it's not going away. They need to go get it looked at.
right away. Agreed. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. This has been. Thanks again, guys. Great. Okay, and you guys have a great night. And go you Bears. Too. Go Bears. Go Bears. You got it. If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Here we go. Hams, hams, and Ted. Hams, 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 and Ted. Hams, 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 and Ted. Hams, 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 and Ted. Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Baseball talk. We got two red hot teams in the city of Chicago. There's less than two weeks left in the regular season, but the headline over the weekend was. No Hit Johnson by Dan's Cubs. I want to hear about your thoughts, Dan. Yeah, the funny that got lost completely in the mix with uh, the Bears game. I mean, oh, hot. It's funny that that, like, I mean, maybe this will be discussed. Maybe it hasn't been discussed. We're recording this a bit out of order. But I was uh, on blackout mode because I hadn't watched the Bears game yet. So I had no idea that No Hitter was going on until late Sunday evening, so I'm a terrible Cubs fan. But, uh, yeah, Alec Mills, a guy who's been very hit or miss this year, uh, throws a, I think, what did they end up, 12 nothing. Always great to do that against the Brewers. The Cubs have thrown the only two no-hitters in Miller Park. Did you know that, Bill? I learned that on the radio on Monday. Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy that Zambrano did it, but against the Astros because they had to move a game. Uh, for a hurricane. I don't remember which one. Not a big hurricane guy. Um, but yeah, pretty awesome. Alec Mills. I mean, I think he's, you know, I think they needed to, to, I don't know if he solidified his spot on the back end of that rotation. He's still like, he's a guy you can tell right from the start, whether he's got it or not. Uh, but just, I went in a, into a deep dive, uh, in my lifetime, there's been four Cubs, no hitters, none of them at Wrigley, which is odd. There's been what? Probably at least three at Comiskey, right? Burley, did Burley have a couple or just one? Just that one he, hot one. Yes, he had at least one hot one. I, I can't remember if both of them were at Comiskey. Good good question. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, and I also found this out today. Who's the only franchise without a no-hitter? A little baseball trivia guess, for you. I'm just going to guess Brewer since we're talking about him. Is that right? Nope. San Diego Padres. No, have not thrown a no hitter. That's shocking. They've got a. They've been around a bit. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Who yes. cares? It's San yes. Diego. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll trip through this quick. Cubs are twenty eight and twenty four games over St. Louis, so we're feeling pretty good about that. We have twelve games left. I don't know. I lost track. St. Louis is like seven or eight behind. Fuck them. COVID. COVID Cardinals. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, but great, great weekend for the Cubs. That was looking like same old shit Saturday night. Uh, huge come from behind win off of racist hater, their closer, who gives a lot of people fits, Hayward, and then a guy I never heard of, Ildramo Vargas, who came from Minnesota. Do you know that guy? No, not know. really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good for him. Good for the Cubs. 
Still a team. Uh, they're probably going to win the division. Definitely making the playoffs. Don't feel great about them in the playoffs. I'm really nervous if they get stuck with the COVID Cardinals in the first series and somehow shit the bed because the Cardinals have played well against the Cubs. And I have a lot of friends who are Cardinals fans, and they're insufferable. So if they lose that series, I'm going to be mad, Cubs. I'm going to be mad, Theo. Okay. Chris Bryant, you're hitting 200. Stop doing that. Stop doing that, buddy. Get your head out of your ass. Come on. I know you had a kid. Come on. Maybe drink some beer. Get better. Come on, buddy. Lost in this as well is Rizzo hitting 205 as well. And I feel like he's not getting shit on like Javi and KBR. So Rizzo, also get your head out of your ass. I know you have a new dog. He's adorable. His name's Kevin. He's a little wiener dog. Everyone loves him, but Come on, Tony. Stop sucking. That's it for Cubs. What do you Love got for the Sox, Bill? You have a lot of personal dates on uh, on babies and dogs. That's fantastic. That's right. I love it. That's right. Great job. Great job. So the Sox, right now, if the season were to end today, they'd be the number one seed in the AL, and that's amazing. They are playing four games against the Twins this week, and then they play the Indians uh, one of the NL Central teams outside of the Cubs, and they finish the year with the Cubs. I think they play the Reds one more time. Okay. So there's a chance that they will win the division pretty decent if they split with the Twins this week, which they're ahead one game to nothing. I don't know tonight's score. I don't know. But um, anywho, they're playing great. They're kicking ass. Dallas Keuchel hurt, but he'll be back. Dylan Cease, number three starter, was amazing last night against the Twins. And, of course, Lucas Giolito is fantastic. So they should have at least three legitimate playoff starters. It's amazing. The um, We're talking about magic numbers for the first time since 2008, if you're a Sox wow. fan. That's amazing. That's the last time they're in the playoffs when they lost three games to one against the Rays. So playoffs are happening. I think they're like a 99.8% chance that there's pretty much no way they can blow it. I'm just putting it out there right now. I'm saying pretty much hey, because oh, can, yeah, I, go can ahead. I stop you there for a second? I saw yes. MLB standings today. They're a hundred percent. Are you sure they're not? Oh, locked yes. to get in? I think they are a hundred percent, but I, I don't 100% quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I saw that because Cubs were like 99.6 and Sox were a hundred. So congratulations. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that update. And yeah, we'll go with 100. I'm, I'm going with it. The internet would never lie to either of us. So let's do it. So it is going to be amazing. I know the uh, MLB came out with how they're starting the playoffs. They're going to start on Tuesday, September 29th. That is right around the corner. It's going to be red hot. The World Series will be in Arlington, Texas, starting on Tuesday, October 20th. Kind of weird. I think um, the the divisional series outside of the um, uh, the wild card is going to be in San Diego. It's going to be in L.A. It's going to be in Houston. It's going to be in Arlington. It's The whole thing's fucked up, but that's okay. I just want to see postseason baseball. They can play on fucking Mars with Linda Lips the alien. Go Sox! Yeah, your socks. I, I I would feel better as a Sox fan. They're red hot. They're they're playing so good right now. I'm I'm happy for you, Bill. You have, how fucked up would that be if we had a crosstown World Series in Arlington? And that, that would, stadium that stadium looks like a grill, right? Is that the one? Yes, I want to put my sausages plural all over that stadium. What? <laughs> is that a, is it confession time and hams and Ted? 
<laughs> Things are bigger in Texas. Give me your big sausages in our stadium. <laughs> yes. This has been Baseball Talk. We're excited because we got two playoff teams. It's not official yet, except according to Dan Doinks. He guaranteed it 100%. Both teams are there. Both teams guaranteed playing in Arlington, Texas in October. I love the Sox. Go Bears. Stop sucking, Chris Bryant. Drink a beer. Doinks, our 40th episode again. Thank you guys for your loyalty to our ridiculous podcast. Dan Doinks and I greatly appreciate it. Um, Ed in South Jersey, what a guy, what a story, much tougher than I will ever be. I cannot speak for Dan, of course. He wanted everybody to know that um, somebody that deserves some props is Maria Grasso from the Philadelphia Get Your Rear in gear organization that is somebody that deserves a shout out that has helped him and i believe he has helped their organization so if you're interested in getting involved in helping people that are uh, suffering from colon cancer and um, families that are uh, suffering with their loved ones that is a good organization that deserves recognition Dan, this has been a fun episode, man. I'm, you know what I'm looking forward to potentially in in our 41st episode next week is, of course, a two and zero Bears start, and potentially reason to have a Big Ten minute. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't even uh, we didn't even cover that. Holy shit! Yeah, there's going to potentially be big news tonight, but as of uh almost we're almost dipping into wednesday there hasn't been any news right nothing's broken even no. though the nebraska was that the nebraska school president who spilled the beans on a hot mic is yes, that right that yes that is who spilled some beans that suggested that the big 10 will be back very soon in in uh excuse me mid october but that has not been confirmed yet, but it seems like it's headed that way, which would be which would be awesome. We'd love to talk some gopher football. We'd love to talk some Illini football and all of that craziness. There's so many sports I mentioned to you via text today. I'm overwhelmed. NBA, huge upset tonight, right? The Nuggets knocked the Clippers out. Is that accurate? We were talking about it yep. earlier. Yep. The Nuggets won tonight, game seven. I I didn't remember they were down three one. Is that is that right? Is that accurate? I think so. I, mean, that, I, I don't Clipper, know if it's accurate, but I thought so. Yes. The Clippers just shit in the bed. I'm a little disappointed not to see Clippers Lakers, but maybe it wouldn't be the same since they're not actually playing in L. A. But yeah, crazy times for I mean Sunday. Cubs no hitter. Sox are in first place in the American League. Bears win. I mean, everything's coming up Chicago right now, and I hope it fucking continues. And um, hell yes, if we get some Big Ten football in the mix, oh baby, oh baby, 
give me all of the gambling websites. Gamble, 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 gamble. Could not gamble on Illinois. That would be the only thing or any schools in Illinois. However, that's fine. That is a small penance to pay for having 14 gambling apps on the phone (laughs) winning hot, hot monies. Oh, that would be amazing. Dan, I love you. These have been the greatest 40 episodes of my life. And thank you for having me part of your life, Dan. Well, thank you, sir. You fucking kill it putting these together. I just show up, get drunk, and say dumb shit. And you edit a lot of it out that doesn't make sense. So thank you, sir. And I want to echo what you said about Ed. That dude is a badass. And I, in comparison to Ed, I am soft as baby poo. And I would be face down in a ditch if I were in his shoes and props to you, Ed, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. You are, you are an incredible dude. I know we just met, but Holy fuck. You, you rock dude. <laughs> yeah. He, you, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what yeah. else to say. That was an incredible story. You've been through a lot of shit and you deserve a Bears Super Bowl sooner rather than later. No time is better than 2020. So, Mitch, you owe it to Bears fans, but you owe it to Ed to just keep winning, you son of a bitch. Be MVP Mitch. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Don't overthink these things. Just run, grip it, and rip it. A-Rob, settle down, baby. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You're going to get paid. Just... Grab a few touchdowns, maybe a jet sweep that I predicted in Bears Fantasy Corner. That'd be cool. You know what? We're good. We're good, baby. We're going to beat the Giants. We're going to be 2-0 and for episode 41. But yes, thank you, everyone who's listened. New people, thank you. And I'm sorry. And you're welcome. Did I do that right? That's your move. Yes, I like it. Okay. I may be out of order, but uh, but yeah. Thank you. That was a long roundabout way of saying thank you to absolutely everyone. Love you, Bill. This is awesome. Love you too, Dan. Thank you. Ed in New Jersey, you deserve the best things in life. You've been through way too much. Thank you, Anchor, for allowing us to say the fuck word (laughs) on a podcast. Thank you, Hams, of course, delicious, lukewarm, and tasty. Thank you, Tally Sight for supporting us sensually thank you for allowing us to be on your site yes, with rick fieldsman you. you don't owe us a dime we love you go bears two and oh next week let's make it happen and go bears go bears zero doings hams tally site anchor bye
Did I get it? Stafford's got it. Three-man rush for Chicago. Stafford loads the throws. And yes! Oh, he dropped it. Oh, no! No! DeAndre Swift dropped it. It was a touchdown in his hands. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no! Wow. Wow. Somebody's ass.